Pesach and Perak Beis, Mishnah Aleph 2.1. This Mishnah continues where we left off in the first parak, talking about the various times and what can be done on Erev Pesach regarding Chametz. The truth is, the understanding of this Mishnah is much more in the Torah Shabbat as I'll explain now, and not in the words of the Mishnah. If you read the Mishnah taking it on face value, you will not understand it correctly. The proper understanding of this Mishnah is, it's Rabban Gamliel who's speaking. Rabban Gamliel is the one who said that while he agreed with Rabbi Yehuda that the eating of chametz must end in the fourth hour, he had a special dispensation for eating truma for another hour, in the fifth hour, because he didn't want the truma to go to waste. Although the halacha does not follow Rabban Gamliel, this Mishnah does follow his shita. So this Mishnah is assuming that we're talking, the, the context of this Mishnah is we're talking about the Kohen, who's eating his truma in the fifth hour. And we're saying, So long as it's a time when you're allowed to eat your truma, which, excuse me, your your chametzik truma, meaning the fifth hour. So at that point, while it's not allowed to eat other types of chametz, Still, it's permitted to get hana'a from it. Benefit from it is still permitted. Um, in the words of Rabbi Yehuda, it's, it's tolen, it's now in suspense, meaning you can't eat it, but no need yet to burn it because you can still get benefit from it. For example, you could feed it to your animals. Behemas are domesticated animals, and chayos are undomesticated animals. So the Gemara wants to ask why we have all these different types of animals enumerated. Um, the answer is that behemoths, they live in your backyard, whatever it is, and if you give them animal feed, you can see if they've consumed it or not. So you might have thought that while behemoths is lenient because you can identify if there's leftover oats or whatever on the ground, when it comes to chayos that take the food elsewhere, you might not know, and you might think, therefore, it would be forbidden. The answer is no, it's permitted. And once you're mentioning behemoths and chayos together, so the triumvirate of behema chayav of um, is united, and the Ophos, the birds, are mentioned as well. Similarly, since in the fifth hour it's permitted to get benefit from your chametz, umochro lenachri, you're allowed to sell it to a non-Jew. This mission is actually taking sides in an issue that we aren't explicitly bringing up here, which is according to Beis Shammai, one is not allowed to sell his chametz to a Gentile on Arab Pesach, um, unless there's enough time for the Gentile to finish it before Pesach comes in. Basil disagrees. Basil say no. As long as you sell it before Pesach, everything's fine. And the mission here is saying, even in that fifth hour, um, you could still sell it to a non-Jew, and that's sufficient, and that's no problem. That's halacha. And finally, umutur bahanaso, and you can get general benefit from your chametz. Now, the truth is, this is rather redundant. We just said you could sell it, you could feed it your animals. What other benefit would you be getting? And therefore, the Gemara says, well, it's true, but it says on face value. There's an additional point, which is that. During that fifth hour, um, if you, excuse me, that, yes, during that fifth hour, if you have uh, destroyed your chametz and now it's been burnt and it's uh, like charcoal, so then since it's been destroyed and no longer has the status of food, so that means that now after the deadlines come, you can still use that charcoal as a fuel source, meaning on Pesach, etc. That's not a problem, since it's been destroyed from before. That's the extra limit from those words, Mutter Banaso, it's permitted to get benefit from it. Avar Zamano, once its time has passed, meaning we're now in the sixth hour, and the consumption of 
all chametz is totally forbidden according to everybody, even Rabban Gamliel and even for Truma. Aser Bahanaso, it becomes forbidden to get benefit from it as well. Velo Yasik Bo Tanar Vikiraim, you can't even use it in that, in that sixth hour as a fuel source. I mean, you can't, like, say, if you don't have enough kindling, you can't use, let's say, your your barley as the fuel source in your fire. That's unacceptable because you're getting benefit from the barley's burning, and that's forbidden in that sixth hour already. Rebuta Omer, Rebuta says, Ein Bior Chametz Elasrefa. Now, he says, this is really a new point, a new paragraph, if you will. Once you're destroying your chametz in the sixth hour, you have exactly one option, fire. It has to be burned in a fire. He understands that because he understands the connection between the requirement to burn nosar, leftover sacrificial meats, etc., by fire. And similarly, it's learned out that you have to destroy your chametz in the same way, specifically by fire. But the chacham om, the chacham disagree, and they say, af mefarer vizorel ruach. They say you could even... Uh, crumb, uh, crumble it up and throw it, cast it to the wind to be blown away. Omatalayam, or you could throw it into the ocean and again it will sink to the bottom and be lost. Those are equally, those are additional ways that you could destroy your chametz to fulfill your requirement of beer of destroying chametz. The truth is, the word af, if you have that in your girsa, the word af, you could even crumble to the wind, would imply that the ideal way to dispose of your chametz is with beer, with burning, and just the the crumpling is the second best. Um, many don't have, many Rishonim don't have the word af there, and they're saying the, the chametz are saying it's equally good. It's absolutely equally good to uh, burn or crumble to the wind or throw to the sea. Um, and that's the halacha. You can do any of those things. However, the Ramah says that the minog is indeed to burn it, um, to burn our chametz in our Pesach.